Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, June 9th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Tesla's letting General Motors into its walled garden of chargers, Turkey's return to rational economic policy, so far means a plunging lira. Plus, we'll talk about Rishi Sunak's visit with Joe Biden yesterday. And I think that's very important for Britain because their ties with uh, the European Union have frayed economically since Brexit. I'm Sonia Hudson in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Starting next year, General Motors drivers will be able to plug their electric cars into 12,000 of Tesla's fast charging stations. It's similar to a move that Tesla announced with Ford last month. Tesla operates the majority of fast charging stations across the country. GM's chief executive called it, quote, an important next step in expanding access. For right now, though, GM vehicles will have to use an adapter to connect to the chargers. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak met with U.S. President Joe Biden in Washington yesterday. The two leaders played up their relationship. Here's Sunak. And we were talking earlier about our hometowns. Joe is very rightly proud of Scranton. And I was telling him a little bit about Southampton in England, where I'm from. And they announced an economic agreement called the Atlantic Declaration. To find out more about what went down during the summit, I met up with our Washington Bureau Chief James Politi in our D.C. Bureau just a few blocks from the White House. Hi, James. Hi. So are they really as cozy as they would like us to believe? Well, they they have met, I think they mentioned, you know, four times in the past four months. Um, Sunak has been in office as prime minister for less than a year. So it's really a budding relationship. And I think that they're starting to certainly have a better dynamic than certainly we saw with Biden and previous British prime ministers. How big of a deal is this Atlantic Declaration? It's really an important step towards kind of strengthening their the economic relationship, but um, it falls short of a like comprehensive free trade agreement. So it's sort of narrowly focuses on certain areas where I think both in London and Washington, they want to strengthen supply chains and the resilience of supply chains. Can you give us a few highlights of of what's in there? Well, so it'll allow the British manufacturers to qualify for clean energy tax credits in the United States. It'll open up some of the defense procurement to British companies. And it also includes a a recognition of Britain's role in artificial intelligence as they try to kind of set new norms and sort of ramp up their capacity in that sector. What does this mean for the UK? What does this agreement mean for our friends across the pond? Well, I think they they can say that, you know, at the very least, things are kind of kicking into higher gear in terms of economic ties in a way and in sort of on on terms that are set by by Biden and by the US but at least they're kind of forging an economic relationship that is stronger than it was and i think that's very important for britain because their ties with uh, the european union have frayed economically since brexit and they've kind of made no secret that they they have to improve 
their uh, economic ties with the rest of the world. And the U.S. was a, a pretty big hole in that in that space. So, James, what does this economic pact mean for China and supply chains and, you know, our, our place on the global stage? It's an attempt to what President Biden would call sort of de-risk the U.S. from Chinese supply chains. It's the latest sort of chapter in that effort. It's an attempt to say it's better if our supply chains are integrated with Western economies, democracies around the world. And though though the U.S. does not support like a wholesale decoupling, they're trying to gradually limit the exposure of American supply chains to to China because you never know what might happen geopolitically. So there's this classic phrase that people use to describe the relationship between the U.S. and the U.K. They talk about this special relationship, quote-unquote, that the countries have. Um, Does that still hold true? I think to a certain extent it still does. I mean, you could tell in the room today in the East Room of the White House that there there was definitely something particularly important about the UK and US relationship. And I think you can feel it at the moment, especially on the geopolitical front. I think probably over time and with different leaders in the White House and in number 10, you will see that in different areas. So sometimes it'll be sort of more of a political alliance. Sometimes it'll be more of an economic alliance. In this case, I think it's more of a geopolitical alliance. James Blady is the FT's Washington Bureau Chief. Thanks, James. Thank you. Turkey's currency plunged this week after a new finance minister took office. Mehmet Shimshek promised a return to what he called rational policy. Here's the FT's Turkey correspondent, Adam Sampson. The lira was seen as very, very overvalued because the government was taking all these measures to prop it up. The main one being economists think they spent billions of dollars um, of their foreign currency reserves to do that. And so as they slow down those interventions, the lira is expected to fall quite a bit. So it's one of these weird times when a fall actually isn't necessarily seen as a bad thing. Adam, how does the lira falling help Turkey's economy, which I should mention is one of the world's biggest, so there's a lot at stake here. I mean, the idea is if everything goes to plan, you let the lira weaken and then your exports start rising because Turkish goods become cheaper and your imports start falling because the cost of imported goods becomes more expensive. That should really help close the current account deficit, which is quite wide right now in Turkey. And that's one of the really big problems the Turkish economy has, actually. And is another goal to bring back foreign investors? Exactly. That's the other thing. It makes Turkish assets cheaper for foreign investors, too. So it gives them an incentive to come here. I mean, investors have basically deserted Turkey over the last several years because of all these unconventional policies, and also in part because the lira scene is very overvalued. So it could hopefully bring some foreign capital in as well. So more broadly, how significant is this move back to more orthodox economic policy? I mean, I think people see it as potentially quite a big deal if they really make sort of a durable shift toward more orthodox policies. They've done this before, though, and people are very, very worried that they'll do it for, you know, six months, and then the president will decide that he doesn't want to continue on that path anymore. Maybe it's because people are hurting from the weaker lira, 
or he doesn't like the higher interest rates or that sort of thing. And then he changes course. So, I mean, I'd say the mood from investors is cautious optimism, but cautious definitely being the keyword. Adam Sampson is the FT's Turkey correspondent. You can read more on all these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Mark Filipino, Fiona Simon, and me, Sonia Hudson. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from Katie McMurrin, David DeSilva, Michael Lello, and Gavin Kalman. Our executive producer is Topher Forges. Cheryl Brumley is the FT's global head of audio, and our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.